L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Stupid local TV stations covering the stupid protesters outside of uh, <laughs> Kevin DeLeon's house. Kind of a slow news Come day, on. I think. Uh, I- ignore all the huge issues, right? I'm, I'm looking here, huh? 40,000 homeless people in the street. Got nothing on that. Crime is the highest it's been in years and years. Nothing on that. You sound so New Jersey. I'm looking here. I'm hey, looking I'm looking here. here. Look, uh, see? Looking, look at me hey, here. Check this out. Oh, well. That's going to go on for weeks. Yeah, I know. I know. Please. Yeah. We, we want to hear their chants every day. We want to hear all their good rhymes. Oh, I oh, I heard one the other day. I can't think of it now. But I love the KDL thing. KDL. <laughs> so it's KFI. Uh, AM640 yeah. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, the John and Ken Show. Now, there are two words left this week, John, just two. One keyword's coming at 420, another one at 520. So stand by and listen for your chance at inflation bonus money and the instructions that follow as to how to enter coming up. And next hour, of course, the moist line. Uh, Yesterday afternoon, local police in Atherton, California, which is up in Silicon Valley. You know, Atherton was in the news for a different reason earlier this year. I'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, it's a wealthy community. Let's start with that. They were called to a $15 million property. $15 million? That, That's landscapers working on some sort of project that the property found a car buried about four to five feet deep in the yard. They were working to excavate the vehicle. They had not found any human remains. In fact, the update I have this afternoon is, is still, uh, well, dogs were there to sniff. Slight indications that there might be human remains, but well, maybe, as of uh, right now, none have been located. Maybe there were stronger indications 30 years ago when the body was first buried. But wouldn't there be bones or there remnants might, or might, something? Be, or? Yeah, there might be uh, bone fragments. This is a 12,000-square-foot home bought by the current owners in 2020 for $15 million. Prior to that, this mansion, which was built in 1990, was sold in 2014 for $7.3 million, and for a couple of years before that, 
It was listed as a rental. Now, the update this afternoon from the uh, San Francisco Chronicle is that, uh, well, one of the previous owners of this house has quite a, a history. They believe whoever owned the car is deceased, but they would not confirm links between the car's owner and a previous owner of the home, a Johnny, <laughs> a Johnny Boktoon Lee, middle name B-O-C-K-T-U-N-E, Boktoon Lou, I'm sorry, Lou, who has a history of past arrests for murder and insurance fraud. Atherton Police Commander Dan Larson said, yeah, that name has come up. Now, the current owners were unaware that there was a car in the ground. No, the landscapers found. Yeah, it was recovered by contractors working on a landscaping project. So they would not confirm the the specific model or color of the Mercedes-Benz. They said it was a convertible with the top down and was filled with unused bags of concrete. Would that be to weigh it down or... Uh, I don't know. So if it rained, it wouldn't you know, pop I, up? or I've never buried a car or killed anybody, so I don't know what the proper uh, procedure is. But They uh, believe the car was reported stolen by the Palo Alto Police Department in September of 1992. Now, it happens that this man, Lou, that I mentioned, in 1999 was accused of trying to hire people to sink a yacht worth $1.2 million to cash in on the insurance. Sink a yacht. <laughs> Sink a yacht. Yeah. Turns out the many hired were actually undercover police in a sting operation. <laughs> it was a 56-foot uh, boat, and they uh, he, he, told, he told the undercover cops to take it out west of the Golden Gate Bridge into international waters and put it on the bottom. And now, Lou at the time was already in his 60s. I'm not even sure he's alive today, this man. No, because then he would be in his, uh, maybe in his 90s. 90s, yeah. yeah. He's from uh, Investigators hid the yacht and told Lou they sunk it. He paid them 30000 in cash and $20,000 worth of gold watches. <laughs> oh, this guy. And then he told the, in, the company American Yachts Limited, which insured the boat, oh, it's been stolen. Oh, he, he did kill somebody. He well, killed a yeah. woman. Uh, he, it says here he enrolled at El Camino Junior College, and in 1964 met a student named Karen Gervasi. Uh, they became romantically involved, even though Lou was still married. Hmm. And then uh, he ended up uh, shooting her at his apartment in L.A. County. He was found guilty of murder. Um, he claimed she accidentally shot herself, and he spent time in prison until the Supreme Court reversed the conviction, citing hearsay evidence that shouldn't have been allowed at the trial. Yeah, he said that Gervasi had noticed a pair of earmuffs he used at firearm ranges, and this led to a conversation about guns, and she wanted to fire a pistol, so he handed her the gun. As he bent over to pick up ammunition, he heard a shot, so he was claiming she shot herself. Oh, yeah. The Phil she uh, could not make a statement because she was not in any shape and died. The Phil Spector defense. Oh, uh, Except, so 1977 he was convicted of two counts of attempted murder, oh, also in L.A. County. And coincidentally, there was another case. <laughs> mm. So they found his daughter, Jacques Searle, J-A-C-K. And like, like, sure, she was shocked Jacqueline. to learn. For Jacqueline, yeah. She was shocked to learn that a car was buried on the property where she lived with her parents. She said her father built that home. But she's been trying to get over 
the pain and dysfunction of her family life. So, um, my father definitely had emotional issues. This wouldn't surprise me just based on how sketchy my father was. She spent years visiting her father as he went in and out of prison. Oh, I, he did die. He died in 2015 while yeah. living in Washington and had lung cancer. So I, I bet you, I bet you he buried somebody in that car. I have a different theory based on the yacht. He was burying the car to maybe claim insurance. There's not that much money, though, in a car. Because it says, remember, it said it's reported stolen. Well, it was a Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, it's not that much money. Yeah, but I mean, to dig that kind of uh, grave for a car? But it says the Palo Alto Police Department had a stolen car report in September of 92. That was his way of saying, oh, all right, my car's been stolen. Instead, he makes sure nobody would ever find it. He buried it in the yard? No. You think there's a body in there. That's too much work. You could make your car disappear without digging a gigantic hole for a Mercedes Benz. (laughs) I wonder who helped him with that. He sit there with a shovel for two years? Yeah, no, I think. Digging a five-foot hole? I think there's another dead person connected to that car. You think so? So They haven't found any remains or even any. Well, they got to keep looking. Um, Check the glove compartment. Yeah, this guy has had a had a weird. Yeah, life. no, that that's too many too many mysterious deaths. I mean, one murder, two attempted murders, one sunken yacht, emotional issues. Everybody's uh, traumatized in the family. You know, forty years, fifty years later, yeah, there's something weird. Oh, and quickly, Atherton was in the news this year, and I think we did touch on the story. You know, the California, thanks to what is it, Senate Bill Nine and Ten, they have all this stuff now about building large oh, apartment uh, units and neighborhoods and yeah. Atherton doesn't want that. No. Even though they're probably full of progressives, less Silicon Valley types. But no, no. But progress- they fought this and apparently they tried to fake it like they had a plan or something Progressives like by their nature are nimbies and phonies. <laughs> so of course they, they don't want the riffraff building no. large apartment buildings. That's for other people. And they're so wealthy they would even consider even a luxury apartment building to be a riffraff. Yeah, no. No, no. All this stuff is for other people. It was like we were talking before about Mark Zuckerberg and his uh, his private plane. Yeah. He lectures everyone about their carbon footprint. And and he flew what was like 158,000 miles on a private plane, his own plane in 2 months. But what he wants to do, one of his one of his desires to create the metaverse is to save the planet so that we don't drive around traveling anymore. We sit on a sofa put a headset on, and we travel through the headset in the virtual reality. That's what some people did during the pandemic. Right, yeah. So that's Because they didn't be, want to get on planes because of COVID. That'll be, in his world, that'll be everyone's existence, sitting on a sofa and experiencing the world through a headset. Because if we actually experienced the world, we would be blowing uh, carbon emissions into the air. And, of course, this guy does it, 158,000. Tons. All right. Your chance at some money. The inflation bonus keyword is next. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're going to give you the latest from the people behind the effort to recall DA George Gascon. They put out a press release today that they have officially filed a lawsuit against the L.A. County Registrar of Voters. They have two basic complaints about the signature verification procedure. They claim that they were given some of the invalidated signatures to review. Remember, 
the L.A. County DA's office threw out a lot of the signatures on petitions to recall D.A. George Gascon because they claimed they weren't even registered voters, so they weren't registered in L.A. County. There was also some signature matching problems. They said that they got a review of some invalidated signatures and they found clear, obvious, and legitimate challenges for 39% of the invalidated signatures reviewed to date. In other words, that the bunch that they gave them, they disagreed with having them thrown out based on their review. Uh, they gave examples. Signatures incorrectly invalidated as printed, even though the voter's signature on the file was itself printed. I guess some people don't use script when they have their official signature. They still print their name. But if that's what it's like on their official voter registration printed, well, I would think you would accept that, would you not? Well, of course you would, unless you were corrupt and you were trying to keep uh, Gascon in office. They also claim some were thrown out, even though they were as non-matching, even though there were substantial similarities. Uh, here's where they get to some that they invalidated because the person supposedly was not registered when they said they could easily identify the person in the voter database. And one that I found interesting, if true, some signatures were thrown out, remember, because they were duplicates, like somebody had signed two petitions. Mm -hmm. They're claiming in this filing that they threw out both. They should. The rule is you count one signature and you throw out the duplicate, but they're claiming that they threw out both. That's <laughs> yes. that you can't right. do because they're crooked. If they can show this to a judge from because they now claim they want to look at more of the invalidated signatures, but they're getting stonewalled by the registrar's <laughs> office, right. which basically said, we gave you that. That's all you're going to get. Right. And if and if they weren't hiding their fraud, they would make all this public. Right? I would think if, so. If I was running an honest operation and I have these complaints, I'd say, all right, here we go. We'll get we'll get a big auditorium, a big gymnasium, set up all the tables. We'll let you look at every single signature. Take as long as you want. We that got nothing big, to hide. We've, exactly. We've got nothing to hide. Invite the media in. We did this right. We'll prove it to you. Since they don't want to do that, it's because... They engaged in some kind of criminality here, some kind of fraud, obviously. The recall committee is claiming the registrar is placing arbitrary and capricious limitations on the review process, limiting the hours, the workstations, the number of reviewers, the access to information yeah. to determine the legitimacy. Right. Well, they're also, whether they're corrupt or not, they're also probably like, how dare you question us? Well, you yeah, cretins? You think we're going to let you get in here? You think that we made this up? No, it's because they're corrupt. And they and what, well, they say under the current restrictions imposed by the registrar, it's going to take more than a year to review the idea. The wall, idea is to make you give up. Right? Stonewalling works. It always works because who's got the time and money to fight this? And then by t by the time a year goes by, it's a moot point anyway. You know, it'll be uh, less than a year until the re-election, and there'll be other candidates running in the in the regular election. So this is this is all by design, and 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 they think this up in advance. It's like, okay, how how are we going to stop this recall? What are we going to do? And it's like, well, here's what we're going to do: A, B, C, D in terms of throwing out the signatures. Well, what are they going to? What are we going to do when they sue? What are they, when they complain? When they demand this and that? It's like, well, we're going to stall them. We're we're going to stonewall them as as long as we can.
They can only have out, so much money to keep this going, right? It's, you run out the clock. Because people generally, they, 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 they get winded. They lose their desire. Or they're, they're out of money. Other things come up in their lives. It, it's, you know, it, it's actually very effective in anything in life is just to wait out. It, it, and it's easier on the nervous system. Rather than fight everybody, it's better just to wait it out. Now, the other thing that they're complaining about in this legal filing is the inflated voter rolls. Now, they point out in 2019, L.A. County was sued and agreed to remove one and a half million inactive voters from the voter rolls uh, because L.A. County failed to maintain and clean up its voter rolls for years. So they think that the voter rolls being artificially inflated made them have to collect more signatures for this recall of George Gascon. And, And that's done on purpose, too, in order to discourage recalls, make it more difficult. They say that we had to collect 567,000 valid signatures, but actually, based on what we know from the inflated voter rolls, the number should have been somewhere between 515,000 to 546,000. If, if, if Dean Logan, the guy who runs this corrupt outfit, really wanted to clean out a million and a half signatures, he'd have to hire people, right? It would cost him money. He goes to the county supervisors. You, you think they want to make it easier to recall politicians? The county supervisors? No. They want it to be more difficult. They're not going to give him the money to clean it up, even if he was inclined that way. But the the claims in this legal filing it seems so blatantly easy to prove that they're cheating. I, mm-hmm. but it takes a long time. I mean, if somebody's either registered to vote or they're not, yeah. You'll, you'll see. This is not something a judge is going to decide on Tuesday. This this will wind up. Well, I, I just wish somebody would go through it just to once and for all. Create the precedent here. Oh, I see. Right. You know, that that's the value in this. That they, they, I to disclose I, the corruption is what you're saying. I'm, to- yeah, yeah, to actually prove that they really are corrupt. Even if a judge tells them they have to clean up their act, they won't. Right. All right. Uh, coming up uh, next, we're going to talk about uh, these uh, home robberies, and particularly in one neighborhood in Huntington Beach. They're seeing a string of these, and they believe it's tied. We talked about this a couple of years ago, that South American theft ring. You'll hear the similarities coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up, the big 5 o'clock hour, just around the corner. You'll have one more chance to win money in our inflation bonus keyword contest. We will bring out the Moist Line people. They show up Fridays around 520 and again at 550. We'll kick off the hour talking about yesterday afternoon's breaking news, and that was the conviction of the former oncologist at UCLA, James Heaps. He was a gynecologist and oncologist for decades at UCLA, and a number of women accused him of sex assault under the guise of examinations. They brought him to trial. They found him guilty on some of the charges, and they apparently acquitted him on others, and a third set they were hung on. We have a little more detail to give you uh, on the story coming up after 5 o'clock. But I did see, John, finally, he still could face 28 years in prison. Good. So that's then significant. He's not a young guy. He'd probably die in prison then. So that's good. I would think so. All right, we bring you this story now. A couple, of, I think it's a couple of years ago, and I thought it was in the Valley. There were reports of a South American theft ring that they would break into people's homes and quickly steal stuff and move on, that they had a whole surveillance thing beforehand to figure out what homes to target. Remember the uh, owner we had on? 
of uh, business, I think a jewelry store where this South American crew uh, cut their way through the ceiling. Oh, yes, that's right. And yeah. uh, rappelled down from the ceiling. And he had a tough time getting them prosecuted or something, didn't yes. he? Yes, yeah, story? he did. Yeah, well, tough, tough time getting them identified. Well, and the police uh, didn't really want to go looking, if I remember. This story is from ABC7 reporter David Gonzalez, and this may be going on in Huntington Beach. A home surveillance camera captures three men running out of a Huntington Harbor home in Huntington Beach back in April. Alarm, cameras, dog signs, gates in front of my house. I thought I had it all locked down. They just and here we are. Down. The suspects jumped into a getaway car and vanished. And they got in through the second floor window. They got, was into a bathroom, went into the master bedroom, bro broke our safes out of the wall, and took the safes with them. We lost about a quarter of a million dollars in cash and jewelry. Our balcony door was smashed. Two months before, Lisa Rudy's home was hit the exact same way. And the glass was shattered. There was a very small hole in my upstairs balcony door. The thieves had walked through that little hole, gone straight to my master bedroom which they proceeded to ransack steal my safe and other valuables huntington beach police say in huntington harbor there have been nearly 30 break-ins since january of last year in just our neighborhood in these 30 burglaries we know there have been millions of dollars of taken millions of dollars home break-ins are a problem across the country but hbpd says they haven't seen a significant spike in the city in 2019, ah. police reported 167 residential burglaries. So far this year, 115 have been investigated. While HBPD can't definitively say these recent burglaries in Huntington Harbor are all tied to a specific group, they've noticed a pattern connected to a South American theft group. And those patterns include break-ins um, through the second floor window or door. It also includes targeting certain homes that have quite a bit of space in the rear of the property. And we do notice that they tend to use rental cars to fit in with the surrounding area. Police says they've increased neighborhood patrols and installed surveillance cameras. They warn these thieves may be scoping out homes ahead of time, so they encourage residents to leave lights on and not make it obvious when they're away. Lisa and Carrie say they will remain vigilant to protect their community. It's a terrible feeling to know somebody has been in your space. My biggest thing is that I hope it doesn't, doesn't happen to anybody else. And these neighbors are doing what they can to raise awareness. They've gone door to door handing out flyers just like this one, letting people know about these break-ins. Break and police also tell me that they are looking at the possibility of enforcing street closures and limiting traffic to these neighborhoods in an effort to protect the community. You know, I wonder why they're targeting California so much, right? I was going to say, do you notice we are the target for the world when it comes to defrauding or stealing? Oh, that's right. The unemployment money. Yeah. And now the break-ins. There's thousands and thousands of people from around the world that stole $30 billion from our the unemployment uh, office over uh, pandemic unemployment uh, uh, money. And now we've got a South American... Theft ring work in Huntington Beach. Did, did she say 30 residences had been broken yeah, into? Yeah, 30 residences. Is, are, is, the, is the police department asleep there? Ah, this there. woman said just in my neighborhood, she says 30 her burglaries. What, what, what are the cops doing all day? Do, do they I, I, Honestly, it, well, we're working on. What do you mean you're working on? After the public affairs them? director in there is the one that said they haven't seen a spike in the overall city oh, data. Oh, nonsense. I don't trust uh, any any government's numbers anymore. And 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 what does it matter if it went up or down? If you've got 30 in a neighborhood, that's horrible.
it means you, you, you're not doing your job properly. The city government and the city police department's not doing the job. You got 30 in a neighborhood. You should have figured it out by now. I, I mentioned this the other day when we were talking to uh, Rick Caruso. They found a car in my neighborhood, and it actually had a GoPro camera, and it was it was recording the block. Oh, really? Yeah, sending the video. Well, yeah, West Side neighborhoods would be prime for this. Right. Huntington Beach has some nice homes. That's where they're going to go. And up in the valley, I think it was might have been Encino area that they were targeting. So they could record it and watch it and determine the pattern for everybody living on our block. What time do they leave for work? What time do they get back? What are they doing on Saturdays? Do they tend to disappear for the whole weekend? All that stuff. You know, yeah, they what, sit what, there and rent the cars, and they right. collect uh, the information they need to determine what's a good home to break into. Right. What, what time does the housekeeper leave? You know, what what kind of um, service workers do they have? Because the the, uh, the burglary uh, down the road from us, uh, the bad guys were hiding in a fake Amazon van all day. They took a van, they put Amazon decals on it, and that gave them uh, that that gave them the comfort. To uh, sit in the neighborhood. Because uh, no, they're around all the time, so nobody thinks twice. Yeah, and and in the case of the, the GoPro car, they, they had a high-end car. The kind of car nobody would question. So Does this I, have anything to do, too, with the, the broken border? They get in here easy, too? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, everything's broken. The whole system's broken, and nobody at any level of government cares. Nobody cares. All right, more coming up. Uh, five o'clock hour is almost here. We will have uh, several, uh, well, we have two rounds of the Moist Line, folks. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, we're plugging into the five o'clock hour. That means for Friday, it's the Moist Line, two rounds, one at 520, one at 550. I, maybe they'll still be rambling about the whole LA City Council chaos. We don't know. Uh, also, we'll talk about that decision yesterday by a jury to find that former oncologist and gynecologist at UCLA, Dr. James Heaps, guilty on some of the counts against him, not guilty on others, and third set of counts, they could not even reach a decision. And those got thrown out by the judge, but he still faces a hefty prison sentence. We'll talk about that, too. Uh, some breaking news this afternoon from the category of hold everything. The Biden administration was going to start canceling people's student loan debt on Sunday. Ten million people had already applied, John, for student loan forgiveness. Biden announced this a few months ago. There were immediately questions about whether or not he could do this without congressional approval. He broke the law. Well, a couple of things happened. Yesterday, apparently... Amy Coney Barrett of the U.S. Supreme Court rejected an appeal, just said, you know, I'm not going to question the lower court's ruling. And those lower court rulings were in favor of Biden. And there was another justice who also rejected there were a lot of lawsuits. But what happened just this afternoon is the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals has temporarily blocked well, Biden's student loan forgiveness I, program. I, I heard uh, uh, Mr. Senility on today, and he was talking about the courts that uh, sided with Biden. It's like, no, they didn't. They didn't make a decision. In fact, Amy Coney Barrett said specifically, this is not a decision on the merits of the case. It's that the entity that was suing does not have legal standing. In order to and that's have, what a federal judge said yesterday, too. They didn't yeah. have the standing to sue. You have to show that you are being harmed, 
Uh, you, you can only sue if you're being harmed. You can't sue because theoretically someone else is being harmed or that theoretically there could be harm. You have to sue because, hey, this is harming me. And right. it was, I think it was a Republican uh, state attorneys general. Yeah, I think six states and, have sued. Yeah, but it, it and so that, that was, that was the block to get this overturned by a judge. What he did was illegal, but it's difficult to quickly mount a lawsuit because you have to figure out how to convince a judge that somebody specifically is being harmed. Uh, well, it, wouldn't it, the lenders be harmed? Uh, Unless the government's paying. I guess the government's paying off the loans? I don't know. Is that how it works? I, I'll, I'll, I really don't know the details of, of how, how this program would work. Right. So what's this other judge say, uh, or appeals court? Uh, the Eighth Circuit, this ruling just came out this afternoon. Basically, it appears that the, well, the lawsuit argued that the Biden administration does not have the authority to cancel the debt. Congress did not authorize it. So U.S. District Judge Henry Autry ruled that they did not demonstrate they were directly harmed by the relief. But apparently this got appealed to the Eighth Circuit. And they have accepted the arguments in these, these were the attorney generals for several Republican states, mm. that, that we're going to block this from now. Well, so they will not start it on Sunday. You, you needed judges sympathetic to the idea that a president can't just break the law, even if there isn't an obvious victim. I was thinking about this a lot. It's like, wow, you actually need a victim to stop a president from breaking a law. So then that yeah, because that greatly expands a president's powers. Right. And uh, that's not that's not the system that we're supposed to have here. Because every, the last three presidents have all pushed hard to expand their powers. They're all frustrated with Congress because Congress doesn't do anything. So, I mean, I could imagine if I was president, I'd be making up my own laws because, you know, Congress is a bunch of bunch of clowns. <laughs> but it's still not constitutional. It's still not right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm reading here. Today, the federal government makes student loans directly to loan borrowers and private companies have contracts to service the loans. So I know... The, the reason they I, could do this is that some of it goes back to the government kind of federal government kind of assuming. Yeah, they were the backstop for the loans. In fact, you're asking the lenders are harmed. No, the lenders are not going to be harmed because uh, the U.S. government is going to pay off those loans. That's why that's it's gonna what I figured. Right. He was doing this. That's why it's going to cost, you know, uh, billions and billions of dollars because it's our tax money. Now, we're the ones getting harmed. Forty million Americans are in debt for their education. So, yeah, yeah. They owe a cumulative $1.7 trillion. Tax, taxpayers who did not incur the debt or paid their own loans are getting harmed because now we have to pay for all these uh, deadbeats who won't pay back their college loans. That's what they are. They're deadbeats. They signed a paper agreeing to borrow. What is this? It's like you don't have to pay it back. Then what, you, you, so you took the money. You got your product. You got your college education and your... Uh, you know, diversity studies, and now you can't find a job, so uh, you're pissed off, can't pay your loan off. Oh, wow, diversity degree doesn't pay for anything, does it? Yeah, I still remember reading a few months ago, one of the people that, had, I think she was in her 40s or something, that still has student loan debt saying, I'm never going to pay because it was a scam. They charged too much for tuition. It was a ripoff. 
Well, you got to figure that out before you borrow the money. I got duped. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and and you know what else? Why don't you, these people? They 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 take these courses because you know they're silly and easy, right? All the all the diversity studies type stuff. Yeah, they're silly courses. They're easy courses. You get a degree. They never check to see. Well, what am I going to do with it? Who's going to hire me? What what are my what are my valuable skills that I've acquired here? What's the valuable knowledge I've acquired? <laughs> yeah, I, and there I mean, there is nothing. Sometime about twenty or thirty years ago, college just took off, and uh, you know this as well as I do that. It was tuition was one of the biggest inflated numbers in the last twenty because years because the government was backing all the loans. Oh, I see. So it was that's kind of why. A, that's when they so started. The colleges and universities raised tuitions, knowing, ah, hey, you know what, the government will back the loans. The government, that's right. People will keep borrowing, and 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 the government's going to take care of all the dirty work. Yeah. So the 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 the, the schools were guaranteed they were going to get their money back one way or the other. All right, coming up, it is time for the 5 o'clock hour, which uh, on Friday brings us around to the Moist Line people at about 20 after. Right before that, though, we'll give you the final keyword of the week where you could win the inflation bonus money. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io. For current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.